The FT. When it comes to management challenges, fish fingers and circuses are at opposite extremes. One product is the acme of industrialized food processing; the other, the ultimate expression of human creativity and energy. Somehow, private equity has found room for both. Pamira has just agreed to sell Iglo, which makes bird's eye fish fingers in Europe, after nine years running the frozen foods company. While another buyout group, TPG Capital, has led a deal to gain control of Montreal's Cirque du Soleil. The coincidence made me wonder at the sheer breadth of private equity-owned businesses, which seems to defy the caricature of buyout kings as asset-stripping short-termists interested only in targets with annuity-like streams of revenue. But something else links these two apparently disparate businesses. All great enterprises start like a troop of inventive and inspired circus performers, but over time, most end up churning out the equivalent of pre-cut breaded strips of reconstituted seafood. The big question is, how can entrepreneurial and inventive companies slow their slippery slide to a fish fingery fate? I don't mean to disparage the creativity involved in food production. Iglo's new owner, Nomad Foods, says innovation is one reason it's ready to pay 2.6 billion euros. A few years ago, when I visited Bird's Eye's plant in Lowestoft on England's easternmost tip, the man in charge would not let the FT photograph his state-of-the-art potato waffle packer. He was justly proud of the scanners that screen out dodgy-coloured peas before processing, and he was trialling new ready meal combinations. But such incremental innovations are a long way from the original breakthrough of the eccentric Clarence Birdseye, who, in the early 20th century, inspired by how Inuit people preserved the fish they caught, invented a way of processing flash-frozen food in bulk, and thus launched a billion microwave television suppers. Birdseye sold out to the post-food empire and Goldman Sachs in 1929. It's hard to tell whether it was a critical turning point in how the business was managed. The founder was always interested in mass manufacturing and continued his innovative research, but the parallel with the dilemma that has faced Cirque du Soleil co-founder Guy Laliberté is intriguing and instructive. Mr. Laliberté wanted to keep control. He plays a lead role in management case studies from Blue Ocean Strategy to Harvard Business School, based on how he and colleagues revived the tired circus format in the 1980s with a new spectacle based on human skills and theatricality. He has long employed outside directors for the shows, but has a strong say in what they produce. When you are the creative driving force and majority owner of any business, all interests are aligned. Mr. Laliberté will stay involved after the sale, but the fear is that Cirque has taken a step down the tightrope that leads to mere mass production. A.J. Agrawal of Toronto's Rotman Management School points out that once 90% of the company has passed to TPG and other outside shareholders, you can imagine a world where he says, "I think we should do this creative show," and the people who stand to make a financial gain or loss say that's too risky. Daniel Lamar, Cirque's chief executive, denies that will happen. He told me the buyers understood they could spend a lot of time looking at the numbers, but if the creativity is not there, you are losing everything. Four things have to happen to keep that aim alive: the new owners must let the group's directors take artistic risks, or there will be no business. The creative team must let the owners take steps to ensure Cirque's commercial health, or there will be no art. 
the managers themselves bear a bigger responsibility now to mediate between owners and artists. And all must ensure that the owners honour undertakings to keep Cirque rooted in Montreal, where it has seeded an innovative cluster of some 40 circus companies. Calculated risk-taking, commercial stability, management skill and a sense of history. These are prerequisites to stop innovative businesses turning into mere same-again production lines. Patrick Leroux of Montreal's Concordia University, who studies circus culture, says Cirque's new owners and their agents in management have to focus on research and development and the creative core. Otherwise, it will just be a brand. A bit like bird's eye, in fact, only with contortionists on the payroll, not fish packers. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.